Today's episode of the STEM Space is all about robotics. I chat with Michelle Ackley, a senior director of Sphero, one of my favorite STEM education companies. We discuss innovative ways teachers are using robotics that go beyond coding and her tips on getting started with Sphero in your classroom. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the STEM Space Podcast. On today's podcast, I have a special guest from Sphero. So if you've been following us for a while, you know we love Sphero robots. They're some of our favorite uh, STEM or STEAM education tools. I've personally used them with middle school kids in Space Club. We've had them navigate mazes and program some really cool stuff. I started putting them in our STEM family nights, uh, doing like epic activities like chariot races, and the parents absolutely loves using these Sphero robots. Um, so we're excited to have a guest today who is from Sphero, and this is Michelle Ackley. She is the Senior Director of Product and Content, where she ensures Sphero has a content-first approach so that all products Sphero build have a purpose in education and become tools to teach computer science and STEAM throughout the curriculum. She has spent five years teaching in New York City and Chicago public schools. She has a master's degree in education and a business degree from Georgia Tech, as well as a mother, mother to two daughters. Michelle, welcome to the STEM space. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great and just happy to be here. So I am also a mom to two daughters. How old are your daughters? They are eight and five, so third grade and kindergarten. Ooh, okay. Do you test out like Sphero robots with them? I do, um, especially our latest robot, Indy, uh, was perfect right before we launched it. My daughters were four and seven. Um, they tested it every day and still bring it out to you know even this day. They're always asking, oh, can I play with Sphero? Can I play with Sphero? And sometimes I used to have to give them my phone or my tablet, but now with Indy, it was great. Um, they could break out the, the tiles that really program the robot itself um, and interact in that way. But uh, it's fun. They go to school and say, my mom builds robots. So that awesome. uh, makes me feel pretty cool. <laughs> How do you go from education into working for a company like Sphero? Yeah, um, it's kind of a journey that I've had. I'm, um, you know, out of undergrad, I worked in finance. I worked in New York City and was going to make a whole bunch of money, um, but then uh, realized it just, I wasn't passionate about it. Um, I didn't like the trajectory I was on. And when I was sitting on the subway and there was an ad um, in the subway and it said, how would you like to be a superhero? I want to be a superhero. That yeah. would be amazing. Um, but then uh, it was an ad for the New York City Teaching Fellows Program where it takes uh, people who have experience in the real world and actually brings them into the classroom. Um, so I applied to the program and was accepted and started teaching middle school math in Washington Heights. Um, spent a number of years there before moving to Chicago where I taught high school math on the south side of Chicago. And, you know, it was a really eye-opening, inspiring experience. Uh, but I wanted to take it further. I wanted to impact more students, use what I had learned in school, um, 
but then build other things. Uh, so I was at a series of different ed tech companies and ran across Sphero at an Apple event and talked to some employees that were currently at Sphero at the time. And they were just starting to scratch the surface of education and wanted to take it further. Um, so we started to work together. They brought me on board to start building content for the robots to use in the classroom. And since then, my role has really evolved into not only building content, but actually building the products themselves. Um, we find that it's super important that we're building something educators could use in the classroom, not just a really fun toy that happens to be used in the classroom, but really thinking about what are they teaching? What objectives are they trying to hit? And then building a robot or some sort of tool for them to use um, with those content objectives. Oh, that's really cool. And I can see that because the this new indie robot that you talked about, I, I got one and I was playing around with it. And then I was like, I feel like even middle school kids would love this because of the challenge cards that come with it. And you're, you're trying to like complete what are initially simple challenges, right? And then it gets like harder and harder. Um, what's been the response to that like indie product? Because I think it's so cool. Um, exactly that. Literally, when we first developed this, we would, uh, we were still in person, still working in the same office, and you would walk into where our engineers were building the prototype. And there'd be 10 engineers just around this robot and laying down different tiles and interacting together, which isn't what you always think about when you think about computer science. You think, oh, I'm sitting behind a computer terminal. I'm not laughing and tossing out cards at the same time. Um, so it's just this ability to come together around you know, this little robot, which is super adorable. And then we're also seeing the reaction of, oh, it's so easy. I open the box, I press a button and green means go. And that's it. That's all you have to know. And then not only do the students figure it out along the way, so do the teachers. And it's about that experimentation. It's really thinking about those pillars of computational thinking and bringing it into the real world with just even that out of the box experience. For anyone who's new to Sphero or maybe even a new STEM teacher and is like, what are they talking about? Can you <laughs> give us like an overview of Sphero? What's the company about? Yeah. So ultimately our mission is to inspire the creators of tomorrow. Um, and we do this by creating tools, uh, tools and content to help teach both computational thinking, computer science and STEM. Um, and our product lineup consists of robots as well as electronic building blocks that go from pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. Uh, so we have a robot, which we just talked about, called Indy. Um, and Indy is really targeted at that pre-K to two market. Uh, it is screenless programming that you can use. Then in that um, middle or upper elementary and middle school market, we have a robot called Bolt, which is just a ball. And sometimes people ask us, it's a ball. Like, yes, they can be anything you yeah. want it to be. It's not a character from a book. It's not this thing that talks to you, but you can make it talk. You can build things on top of it. It can be a motor or it can be a boat that you put into the pool. It's just a ball. It's whatever your imagination takes you. 
And then we also have our um, latest robot, Rover Plus, uh, which is a new iteration um, on Rover, where it really thinks about those engineering uh, the skills, engineering things where you can build on top of it. It's not just about programming. It's also about building and expanding. Um, and then we have a product called Little Bits, which are just electronic building blocks that you snap together, uh, really learning the foundations of electronics with um, power input and outputs. So it's physical tools. Yeah, my, I guess, gateway into Sphero was the Bolt. That's probably kind of your initial introduction to most teachers. And what I loved about it is I didn't need stuff. Like, I don't have to have all these parts to build the robot. It's like, just like you said, this ball that rolls around and this newer version has like the little LED screen, like it got upgraded, but it's still simple enough that I have one of those cool looking blue cases, right? They have like the Sphero power pack, um, pop it open, hand them out to the students. They have their iPads or whatever device they're using. And it's so easy to just ready to go. Um, and so that's what kind of got me started. And you said you can use it for like boat races. Like I mentioned the chariot challenge. Um, so I was going to, that was a question I had. What are some like innovative ways that you've seen teachers take what are simple robots in their classroom? Yeah. Um, so, uh, something like Bolt, um, it can go from teaching storytelling, like something as simple as the three little pigs, where we're really teaching about um, story arc, uh, where you program the robot to go from the first pig to the second pig, and that you pretend that the robot is the wolf. Or you can make it more complex, and we worked with a teacher who actually used it to retell the grapes of wrath. So a robot that is so diverse that I can work with the three little pigs all the way to the greats of wrath and making those um uh character connections of the of trying to travel long distances trying to get up a hill and they literally had to program bolt to get up this hill and really making those connections to the character and the story um then we also see teachers use it in teaching linear equations so again from the three little pigs to linear equations where it is the modern day story, you know, where train A leaves San Francisco at 7 p.m. and train B leaves Miami at 4 p.m. When will they intersect? Well, now we're doing that in the real world where they take it to a gym and on one side, you know, students are programming their robot at a certain speed. And then on the other side, students are programming their robot at a different speed and they try to figure out where in the gym are they going to intersect and they have to plot out everything. Um, so it's so much more enjoyable when you actually see those robots crash into each yeah, other. The collision. Like this hypothetical train that most kids probably don't even understand why they're doing it, but now you're bringing it to the real world. Um, we see it in science where they're, they use a modern day egg drop. So it's built with sensors, um, an accelerometer, a gyroscope, and they can actually take that sensor data out and see what is that point of impact? Where is the mass acceleration point? Um, so it's not just about programming, it's also about having those further connections as well. And that's why it's a great tool for a STEM teacher because they're often tasked with more than just learn how to code. Right. They're supposed to bring in some of the science connections, do an engineering design challenge. And so this can be kind of adapted. And I hadn't never thought about the, the linear equations 
Um, I, I'm picturing how this um, awesome <laughs> this would be in the gym. Um, but that that's so creative. Uh, okay, so when you're creating these robots, you're talking like content first. What are some of those main learning objectives besides coding? Because I know you can code with a robot and there's block coding. And I believe you can also do like different programming languages. So let's start there. Let's talk about coding first and then we'll get to the other. Yes. So with all of our robots, we have Indy, which is um, just physical programming with the color tiles that we have. Um, but within the EDU Junior app, they have uh, some drag and drop blocks that have no words. Um, they're just images, again, targeted at that pre-K through two, the pre-reader learners. Um, but then once we get into our Sphero EDU app, which controls both Bolt and Rover, uh, you can program them all in three ways. One is through a simple draw program. You can draw a square on the screen, then the robot on the ground will mimic that. Um, again, just introducing, teaching students about those basic algorithms. I do this, it does that. Um, then we have a block uh, canvas, which a lot of people have seen, um, whether it's from like Make Code or, uh, you know, Google has their own version where it's the drag and drop different commands onto a canvas. And then we have JavaScript. So taking it that step further. The nice thing about both the draw and the blocks canvas is I can actually see the JavaScript code as I'm building so that I'm starting to make those connections between the block and then that, oh, this is actual code. Um, so we have programs uh, within our Sphere EDU app and activities and lessons that really take you from the introduction of how do I get the robot moving and turning on lights to learning things like variables and functions, um, much more higher level programming. But again, you're not stuck behind a computer screen. You actually can see it interact in the real world. And you know that's what we're trying to do is engage students in computer science and hopefully gain that excitement um, around, the, around our robots and computer science in general. If teachers are wanting to implement some of these activities, are there like lesson plans? How do you recommend teachers get started with like a sequence of activities? So within um, both our Sphero EDU app, and then we have a website, which is edu.sphero.com, where they can create classes uh, and assign lessons and activities to their students. Within there, we have hundreds of free lessons and activities, as well as user-generated content. So all of our user-generated content goes through an approval process on our end to make sure it's quality content, and then it's published. So. If you search physics, you'll find activities for physics and lessons that you can either edit yourself or you can assign directly to your students. Um, we also have a course, which is 72 lessons called Computer Science Foundations. And it literally takes students from, I've never, I have no idea what programming is, all the way to learning JavaScript. Um, and that is a paid for option but it comes with educator guides and implementation guides, as well as their 72 lessons. So to help teachers and students really learn programming. That, that's really awesome. And talking, going back to, it's more than just coding. What are some other places that you've seen the robotics integrated? So we talked about the science classroom is a really good place. It sounds like maybe even the math teachers can use them. What are your thoughts? Yeah. 
Literally anyone can use them. Um, one of my favorite connections to a, a, a different class that you would never expect was an ELA classroom where they're learning Shakespeare. Um, and they were talking about uh, putting someone else in someone else's shoes and they literally had to design a costume. They had to program the robot to do the moves. And then they had to design a costume for their robot to do the same moves. But all of a sudden it kind of slowed it down, it changed it. And then they had to debug their program to recreate this with the costume. Um, so just like in Shakespeare, they're learning that as well as making those connections to robotics and programming all at the same time. Um, so it's just pretty cool to see what people are doing that it doesn't have to be in a st necessarily STEM classroom. It can be anywhere. And that's what we're seeing, right? It, you know, no matter what your job is, you're half the time working with a computer. You need to understand those foundations. And, and that's what we're trying to do is showing those cross-curricular connections that computer science is in everything that we do on a daily basis. And this is really thinking forward in education, right? It's all kind of getting sh uh, shaken up right now, you know, with like this introduction of STEM and then STEM teachers really pushing and saying, we are the integrator. Like we can do history and we can add in science and we can solve problems using creativity. Um, so I love that vision of like, you could give have like these sphere robots or whatever tool you're using and hand it off to the history teacher <laughs> yeah. to do a lesson. And often the librarian is that hub, right? Where they have all these tools and they're checking it out to different classrooms. Um, are there, do we, can we get like any kind of hints on maybe what's the future of sphere? Like do you have any upcoming projects that we're allowed to know about? Um, well, let's see here. Um, <laughs> Don't give it away, but <laughs> don't give it all away. But uh, you know, as I mentioned, we really want to impact students pre-K through 12. We have amazing tools pre-K through eight, um, and we're seeing our tools being used in high school. We're dabbling, right? People are dabbling. We, I mean, don't get me wrong. Rover Plus is doing amazing things in the high school market, um, where they're plugging a Raspberry Pi and Arduino. But some of the time, those are our top level kids, right? We want to reach everyone. Um, and so, you know, we really started to think about those freshmen, those sophomores, the juniors in high school that may not know that engineering's for them because they look at the tools on the market and they're intimidating. Uh, and they may not want to use Indie, right? Because that's for younger kids. Right. So we're looking into, you know, maybe how can we help support those students who don't think that engineering or computer science is for them? Um, and no, maybe they're not going to be an engineer when they grow up, but it's still important to learn those skills. We're seeing it across education where computer science is becoming mandatory, but both educators and students are shying away from it once they get into the older grades. And we want to make sure that we make it approachable for them. Um, so that's a hint okay. <laughs> of what, what we might be working on, um, the future of Sphero. Um, and then the other thing that we've you know, recently launched in the past couple of years is our Sphero Global Challenge, um, which is a competition-based uh, 
lessons really that educators can can buy into and be a part of something greater than just their classroom. Um, their programming challenges with engineering design challenges all done virtually, but you can compete on a global scale as well as get uh, lesson plans as and educator guides, you know, to help you work through that and whether or not you submit it or not, it really helps kind of bring that to your school or into your classroom. And that's for all products, whether it's indie, bolt, mm -hmm. rover, little bits. Um, my favorite challenge is the little bits challenge where they get to create something. We call it little bits invent for good. Um, so they try to invent something uh, for based on a prompt um, to really help you know society. Not so it's not again not just the programming side of things. Are these open year round, or there are specific times they need to submit? There's specific time. So we typically open in late spring. So it's currently open. And then it goes through February where they have to submit. Um, and then we we judge them both uh, internally as well as we reach out to our sphere of heroes. They help us judge the submissions. And then we do a global challenge where they have to do one more challenge, the finalists do. And we do it in a live kind of uh, Zoom event. Um, and then there's always one or two winners based on uh, the different categories. So it is open now, um, and then we'll be taking submissions through mid-February. Okay, now you have to talk about Sphero Heroes. What is that? <laughs> Sphero Heroes are uh, amazing individuals, literally just absolutely incredible. They're the ones who are taking our products into the classroom and doing these things that I talked about. The Grapes of Wrath, the Shakespeare, creating, um, simulating earthquakes and building structures. Uh, but every year we open up this program called Sphero Heroes where any educator can apply. They submit a video and about why would they be a great Sphero Hero. Um, and then once they're in the program, we utilize them for, they get to see products early and give us feedback. They get free products. They help us on webinars, at conferences, so we really work together. It's almost like an extension of Sphero, but in the classroom. It helps us stay connected to what's going on in the classroom when we're in our home offices. Oh, I love that. We'll definitely link that. Um, and all the different references to websites, we'll link those in the show notes if anyone's yeah. interested. Uh, a final question. I was thinking you were a teacher first, right? Before kind of moving into ed tech. Are there any lessons that you learn with like working with students that you now carry into your job? Um, you know, bringing a, a tool into the classroom, something super fun, um, doesn't always work on the first day. <laughs> and, um, you know, I definitely my first year teaching, second, third, fourth, fifth year teaching, learned it the hard way. Um, that, you know what, it doesn't always work. But one thing that I have taken from that experience is us at Sphero need it to work, um, you know, right out of the box. So we try to make these tools as easy as possible for educators in the classroom to get started uh, because we know they're excited to use them. We know their students are super excited to use them. And if it fails, that's not good. Um, and so that's one of the, when we're designing a new product, we really focus in on that. But then also, you know, have a ton of empathy.
for educators of how hard it can be to, you know, try something new. Um, so we're there to support them in multiple ways and they can always reach out to us uh, if they need help. Um, our support team is absolutely incredible. We as well have a full training team that offers professional development or just free advice via email. Um, we're happy to support them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me and for everyone listening out there. We'll, again, drop the link for Sphero Heroes because I have a feeling that some of our audience members would be a really good fit because I've seen some cool stuff that they've done with Sphero. Um, we absolutely love your company and the products you create um, in supporting our teachers. So thanks again for joining. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. For now, the STEM space out. Thank you.